Thor Love and Thunder is the 29th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and the fourth outing for Thor. But do we love this movie or is it thunderingly bad? I'm Mike. I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Popscorn, the Fantastic Movie Review Podcast, and today we are talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. We're nearly at 30 MCU movies. That's that's a, a thing. Considering that we start I mean, we started this podcast on Guardians of the Galaxy, so we mm. went through phase two. Jesus. Um have you seen the total runtime for phase four? Oh, it's because you have to include the TV shows yeah. at that point. It's like ridiculous. Like I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. but three, It's like longer than an RPG at this uh, point. It's like 300 odd hours or something like that. It's getting really hard to, um, what's the word, recommend this to people. Yeah. In fact, our waitress at Bello Italia was like, oh, what are you going to watch? She was like, we're going to watch Thor. Oh, that's great. I've just watched Iron Man. <laughs> You've got a long road ahead, love. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. It's worth it. There's there's good stuff there. Just just be strong. Um, Maybe they will. this franchise is inevitably doomed to become like the comics it's based on, where you watch it and you don't fully understand it and therefore you've got to go and watch another movie and you end up like spidering out from the film that you actually like. 100% that's going to happen. That's a weird future to live in. <laughs> it's a real weird time. I know. I know. It's It's... Well, they knew this was going to happen eventually. Like, this is the problem of being as successful as they are, that eventually it will just kind of eat itself. Mm. You've just got to hope we get enough good movies out of there by the time it inevitably does collapse that it's been worthwhile. We've got everything we could have got out of this particular game. Well, yeah, um, up, to, up to Endgame, it kind of feels like we did, really. You know, we had a very satisfying ending to the Infinity Saga. We did, but the X-Men... Yeah, but the X-Men. <laughs> the X-Men have still not been done. The Fantastic Four have still not been done right. No. Uh, oh, the rumours on that bad boy. Ooh, boy. Spielberg? <laughs> I mean, he's in his crazy, whatever, fucking other musical. How big is the truck that they've driven up to his house oh. <laughs> with all the money in it going, please, I know your friends with Scorsese, this will win us one over. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if they've just done it to piss off Scorsese. <laughs> We own Lucas now. Spielberg works for us <laughs> to fuck if you can't Scorsese. I'd love it though. Like I only okay. wouldn't have him down as a dream choice because I'm like we never fucking do it. Yeah. Like I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want it real bad, but I just don't see it. In, in my head now, it's Feige just like prank calling uh, <laughs> Scorsese. I'm like, uh, yeah, we just got Tarantino to direct Dark Hawk. <laughs> I'd watch that. That would be real fun. God damn it. God damn it. Chris, I was doing Devil Dinosaur. Fuck you, Scorsese. <laughs> he worships us. Anyway. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be amazing. Like, I still don't know why they haven't tapped up Brad Bird. Right. He made the best Fantastic Four movie that wasn't a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, the only problem was a different primary colour. Other than that, it was a Fantastic Four movie. It's live action stuff. Eh. eh. It's like Tomorrowland. Yeah. But he's not a very visually interesting live action director, which you kind of need for the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's but, that's know. what's really going to make a difference. But, uh, right, we won't get in. Because I heard two separate Mr. Fantastic casting rumours yeah. on the same fucking day. <laughs> Gossip Girl 
man. Yeah. And um, oh, fuck, who was the other one? Um, the guy from You? No, no, that's him. Yeah, that's he's him. Gossip Girl guy. Okay. And then the one I sent you was Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Which I'm like. Well, Belfast apparently is very good. And he was good, good in Belfast. He, so, was, he redeemed himself in Belfast. Which and is... it seems like Krasinski's definitely a cameo now. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I know, but at least it was a fun bit of cameo-y stuff. Can you tell that we're trying to put off talking about <laughs> Thor of and Thunder? I don't know why, because I did enjoy Thor of and Thunder. <laughs> but I, I have problems. Oh! Which is a shame. Like, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But this... Okay, this phase just needs to decide what it wants to fucking be and where it's going. Because we've spent so long, longer than phase one and phase two combined, and this is a rudderless franchise at the moment, and it's only exemplified in this film feeling like about three different ideas kind of smushed together in the edit. Yeah. I I don't know why. Because I I tell you what, I had a great experience for this. You You know Wolverhampton Cineworld? Uh, yes. They've done it out. Have they? Yeah, it's fucking nice in there. Ooh. We went in the super screen, which is basically IMAX. Right, okay. Um, slash X plus. Slash X plus. Fucking yeah. other it's kind of like, it, it's bigger than an X plus, but smaller than an IMAX. It's pretty great. Okay. And they've also put that 4DX seats in there now, so... They rumble a bit and... Yeah, like, right. I imagine seeing a Fast and Furious film in that is... Right. Maybe shocked a bit. It's basically right. like going to fucking Universal Studios. Okay. I imagine. Um... But yeah, so I, you know, I took my mum and dad, which was great. They've, they've not my mum's not been out to a film since Toy Story One. So what? Yeah, what? She doesn't go to the cinema. <laughs> she hasn't been to a film. She hasn't taken me to a since film 1994. since She hasn't been to the cinema since she took me to my first cinema experience. She hasn't been to a cinema since before my brother was born. Yes, my brother has two kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really do it. So many movies. I know. She's not seen. That she's watched at home. That doesn't explain you. No. Why do you go so much and she doesn't? Uh, this is why. <laughs> My dad is the most like capable, can't sit still man in the universe. And he has two bone idol kids. So, you know, it's, uh, sometimes these things happen. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. So the gap between Toy Story 1 and Thor Love and Thunder... A film that she has had no build-up to. <laughs> She's not seen any Marvel movies. Would Lightyear not have been a more oh, well-rounded... No, it's her first cinema experience since Spider-Man 1. We saw that in America. It's her first UK cinema experience <laughs> since Toy Story. Is she like a Michael Owen? Oh, that explains it! Actual Michael Owen. Yeah. I know you're actually a Michael Owen, but yes. football Michael Owen. That one. Has only seen six films in his entire life. And one and of doesn't them. like films. <laughs> and one of them is... Cool Runnings, so <laughs> got that going. So we saw Cool Runnings and he didn't like it. <laughs> Apparently, that was enough to say. Him go, I don't think there's much in this movie's business. <laughs> I'll just skip that. It's it's kind of like telly, but long. It's not for me. <laughs> you can hear him saying that, and his dull fucking voice. Oh, he's the dullest man alive, Michael Owen. He's a fucking wit. <laughs> You wonder why I go by Mike, because if I associated myself with that, it would not end well for me. Back to Thor. Back to God, Thor. we are tangenting like like crazy. Yeah. Sorry, so you had a really nice cinema experience. Yeah, in, in a nice cinema experience that was fucking aircon because it was a hot day. Oh, madam. Big old screen. 
really good screen as well. Like, did you have food before? We did. We had food before, after. Before? Before? before, before. Okay. okay. Barbecue after. Good day. So I had a good day. Good barbecue? Yeah. Like barbecue at home or barbecue restaurant? Barbecue at home. Oh. Yeah, I like a barbecue at home. Yeah. I like barbecue at home. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> What were we talking about? We were talking about that this feels like three movies smushed together to make one movie in the edit. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. And my other big problem with it is it kind of feels like it's taking the things that made Ragnarok great and pushing them into your face so hard that they start to wear away like the end of a pencil rubber. And it's just... And- Diminishing returns. Is the name of the game. Yeah. Diminishing returns. I didn't have a bad time. But this this kind of feels like the point is like, okay, we need to just fucking pick what we're doing now. Yeah. Like, the solo adventures worked in the middle between phase one and two because there was something in those adventures yes. that pointed towards where we were going. But this really is just a completely standalone thing, not tied to anything else. No. And you'd think that that would be good. It worked for Moon Knight. That it did. But Moon Knight introduced... A lot of other stuff. And you could argue that the Thor, Love, Thor, Love and Thunder introduces a hell of a lot more mythology, as you mm-hmm. might have seen in the trailers. But it just doesn't fucking matter. No. And it's getting a bit much. And that's coming from us. Well, from me. It's not that I don't share your sentiment. Like, on a very surface, not really thinking about the broad, the grand scheme of things. It is good. It's a lesser Ragnarok, but yes. it's still the second best Thor movie. Yes. It's it still is. better than the first two. And it has, you know, there's a lot of fun going in there. There's some really interesting character takes. Very visually impressive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that kind of empty feeling. Which, again, we should be fairer towards Marvel. It's not, you know, they shouldn't be punished for putting out a good movie that is just by itself good and doesn't yeah. link to the whole thing. But you are right, they kind of set their stall out on, this is all connected, this all matters to the grander scheme of things, something is coming that they'll have to fucking coalesce towards. And that didn't, that hasn't happened. Like, Doctor Strange kind of did that. But then closed the book. But then kind of, yeah, finished it as well at the same time. Like, they're, they're, we know that Kang is kind of being penciled in, but unless you've seen Loki, you don't know that. Yeah. Like, so if you're just watching the movies, there is no big threat. There is no Galactus. There is no Doctor Doom. There is no big thing in the sky coming to fuck everything up that the Avengers will have to reassemble for. There's just... We're just doing stuff. This is an extended epilogue at this point. Yeah, basically. Hmm. And I think when we eventually do get to that next threat and the next big team up moving, it kind of gets back on... I feel like people will look back on this kind of section of the Marvel stuff kind of unfairly mm. and say like well there was a lot of there was a lot of noise there was a lot of sizzle there wasn't a lot of steak mm. there was a lot of fun entertaining things going on we had to see a lot of new characters because all the old ones are fucking their contracts expired or are dead in kayfabe we have to you know build up something again from basically scratch but yeah there's no getting away from that fact of like it all feels a little pointless is the wrong word rudderless but, Riddleless, yeah. Because it's fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think unfulfilling is a good, a good way to describe it because I had fun. Yeah. But I'm not excited. It's probably the way to explain that. I didn't come out of it going, I need a, a fifth Thor movie. Yeah. I, I, I didn't feel like we need to run this again. Like, no. Thor in other things, and he comes more like a Hulk where he's in other people's things, 
that works, I think. Yeah. And they seed enough stuff in this to give you options to kind of do a Thor-adjacent thing mm. as opposed to Thor himself. But, yeah, it's... it's Okay, well, let's 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 get into the weeds. Yes. Because there's, there's a lot to praise about this movie. There is. But... There's also a lot to bring up. Uh-huh. And there are some decisions made with the story and with some of the characters that are very much just bad. I don't think there's any way to describe it other than this was a poor decision. They outstay their welcome on first appearance, really. But we'll get into that. We'll get Let's into talk about that. the cast. So okay. Hemsworth's back as Thor. Obviously, that doesn't need explaining. I feel like best Thor was Infinity War because he was funny, but he was very tragic. Yes. And you had a great mix of that, and he still felt like a badass, but he still yes. felt very funny and fish out of water. Ragnarok set up that fish out of water yes. weirdness. This really just makes him a big doofus. Yeah, they've really doubled down on this guy is just a big idiot. Yeah. And it's the Taika Waititi-ness has now fully set in. Mm. And it means that he doesn't really have gravitas in this movie. No. To, to bring it back to Doctor Strange, the point we made of even Benedict Cumberbatch kind of came out of him and said, I don't think Stephen Strange has a character arc. I don't really feel Thor himself has a character arc in this. Especially when the, the trailer seemed to be spe- setting up one that was far yeah. better. This this idea of, I'm done, this is now yeah. me going on my self-actualization journey, is completely absent in this film. Yeah, it doesn't exist. No. That is not a plot line in this. He's venturing the whole fucking time. Yeah. So that is a thought. That was a very misleading trailer in uh, in hindsight. Because we were both excited. We thought, that's an interesting... They haven't done that yet. Yeah. In fact, that's what we said at the end of Doctor Strange. It was like, well, at least Thor's going to have an a arc. He's going to try and retire. Yep. No. No. <laughs> There's, there is that one shot that's in the trailer that opens the movie. And then after that, it is all rollicking adventure all of the time. Is he... Is there a director's cut out there where that is a more prominent thing? I just, I don't think there's a version where that is a thing. Uh, From what I've been hearing, they've filmed a lot of shit and left a lot of it on the cutting room floor out of the edit. I think this is the only version of this movie. But, you know, there were scenes with Lena Headey, which don't don't exist and have now caused a fucking lawsuit. Yeah, they have. Um, They got other people back. Uh, Goblin was back. Goblin was back. Peter Dinklage was back. Gone. Gone. It's not there. The, the the movie must have started with, I want Gore and I want Jane Foster back. Yes. And then they just filmed scenes around those two yeah. ideas. And the converging of those two galaxies creates the black hole that is this movie. That's my theory. That it's a bit like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, in which it's in a film starring Chris Pratt, where either do Gore... Or do Jane Foster. Yes. With a less complicated villain. That's what I would have done. That doesn't require that. Because either make it a the an arrival of a new hero or make it the arrival of a new villain. Yeah. I think both, when you're trying to make each the most important part of that movie, yes. doesn't work. And ultimately, this leans more heavily into the Jane Foster storyline than it leans into the Gore storyline. It does. Because, I mean, just very quickly. Um, so, Hemsworth is... Doofy, but still good. Still funny, still brings the laughs. Uh, the John Claude Van Damme split at the start is very mm. funny. Um, so it, it's it's good, but I don't feel like 
status quo wise, there is a difference at the end of the movie. Yes, but uh, they kind of hint at him going on a journey, but it's really him reacting to other people's journeys than mm-hmm. it is him having one himself. We we need to go into it more in spoilers, but his motivation for the decisions he makes in this movie, yes, are only introduced in this movie, yeah, which feels completely arse backwards from what we've seen. And that yeah. doesn't feel like the same character coming out the the bottom of Endgame. That I feel like he he in particular is a good example of this because because of just contractual status or whatever it was, Cap and Iron Man got to have endings hmm. that felt thematically good. There was a very clear arc between point one and point two, very satisfying because he's carried on. He's kind of becoming Jack Sparrow. Where he can't change because people like this character. And although things will happen and threats and opportunities will come up in the stories, the status quo must be basically maintained by the end of things. So he's going to be a character in stasis. And that's kind of the same thing for Doctor Strange. That's kind of a big thing for like Spider-Man at least had a status quo change at the end of his. That's true. That's interesting. These two, the ones that Marvel actually wholly own, Mm. just kind of staying in place at the moment. Yeah. That's not great. It's not. Um, okay, do you want to talk about Jane? She's back. No. That's... We've, I've famously said on this podcast many a time that the the Mighty Thor comic books is one of my least favourite runs mm. ever. That's still true. Right. And I still don't like it here. But the beginning of it was at the very least it felt somewhat impactful. Yes. They introduced the counter storyline in a very sledgehammer way. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That worked for me. It's everything after her first appearance as the Mighty Thor that really doesn't, like, really, really doesn't. There is no sense of empowerment other than it's stopping me dying. There's They, they, they try to inject, and it's it, maybe it's a problem of the script, and maybe that's where I need to be Directing my ire because I don't I don't dislike Natalie Portman. I don't. I dislike the Jane Foster character because she's a shell for right. very vague empowerment. In this movie, it comes across far more as that because it's just the, oh, I need a catchphrase. This is my first bad guy. There's no sense of, and I think it would have been, you could have still played into the comedy if you'd made her the Shakespearean Thor. Right. That would have been something, and it would have felt like a tangible shift. Mm. But it's just, it feels like they only did this just to get that Jane reaction. And I just... This movie so wants to be a romantic comedy Mm. that it forgets it needs to be a superhero movie at times. Or it actively chooses to be a romantic comedy when it should be doing superhero things. Right. And I, I don't think genre is a bad thing. I think you've got to engineer things into a genre. These are heroes with giant fucking massive weapons that they can command. And we're going to get on to the problem with Stormbreaker. Oh, I kind of like all the stuff. We're going to get into the problem with Stormbreaker. But, yeah, the motivation to have this character seemed half-baked and comes across as half-baked other than just, wouldn't it be fun if... Okay. I actually came out of it liking it more than I thought I was going to. Okay. I think they... Because Natalie Portman... <laughs> Natalie Portman and Thor movies, those are the two... Not You know, the first one's fine. Yeah. The second one's bad. The beigest of the beige. Yes. 
She she had nothing. We weren't sad she wasn't in Ragnarok. Mm. You bring her back here. And I think it works at a, at, again, at a kind of surface level. Mm. It's occasionally funny. It's occasionally quite moving is the wrong word, but they, they try and stab at those emotions. Mm. But I do take your larger point up. If you're going to do a romantic comedy with superheroes, really go for it. And again, Gore is just too complicated a villain to pull into that storyline. We'll get on to Gore when he totally feels like he's in a different film. Yeah, you need a big stupid idiot or, you know, just, I don't know, fucking multiversal Lokis are now. The timeline's broken and all the Lokis are coming. That's what you could have done. Hmm. Instead, you've got this really complicated villain and they just don't have enough time to really tell that story of yeah. like either tragedy of like really showing the effects of the transformation. Uh, right, so if you don't know, cause this might be... Is it spoilers? It is spoilers, but it's in the first like five minutes well, the of the movie. Well, the setup of Gorg No, um, uh, Jane having cancer. I already said it, so... You did already say <laughs> it. Oopsie doopsie. Again, it's, it's part of the reason for that book existing yes. is to, you know... So she has that. cancer and turned into Thor, that's kind of regressing her chemo. She's already late stage. She's stage four cancer, so yeah. not great. But the the... <sighs> The, the thing that doesn't work is he's trying to. I've heard lots of people say this is the first romantic comedy in the thing, mm. but it, it it wants to have some of the cheap trappings of like bad romantic comedies, yeah. like Dime a Dozen one starring two, especially middling. at the climax of the movie. Yeah, like they're they're doing like little cheap jokes, but with hammers instead of people. Yeah, and. As much as those jokes do occasionally land for me, it doesn't really add to like an actual love story. Mm. You don't, I don't really get the feeling that these. T- it never worked. This is the problem. It, this it, this feels like this would have been a sequel to uh, the Dark World. Yes, I think if you took Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame out of the equation, this might have worked a little bit better. Yes, because then you could have done a backwards romantic comedy. Of, you go from the breakup to the reunion. Yes. Rather than having the breakup in the trough of the story, maybe, but like it doesn't fucking like what Thor went through in the you know losing his home, his brother, his yeah. mother, his father, and then himself, his self confidence yes. to then just go. But he really misses Jane, and just like this feels such a fucking step backwards. It's never made sense because it's not that they don't have chemistry. They just don't have romantic chemistry. Yeah, it's always been the Achilles heel of this relationship. And again, Sif is right there. <laughs> and this is not me necessarily going to pig corner, but I'm saying you spent a thousand years around <laughs> badass all-conquering Sif, yep. and you took a week to fall in love with Jane Foster, scientist. Okay. Yeah, their ancestors called it magic, but I'm not doing it again. The, <laughs> I, I, you know what? They could have actually solved that problem. Yeah. There are so many gay characters in this film. Oh. Just make Sif gay. Then yep. that completely explains like she was never on the table. Yep. Fair enough. Otherwise, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> there was a clip that came out of one of the premieres where somebody just asked, how gay is the movie? And everyone came out with, so gay. Super gay. And like, they weren't fucking kidding. <laughs> they were not kidding. Rainbows everywhere. It's... The homosexual event of the year. <laughs> it's great. Like, <laughs> did it come out? It didn't come out in Prime Month. It just missed Prime. Month, it just missed Prime. Month. Oh. There is no way this film is playing in China. No, no, way. not a chance. But a bunch of you know, at best, bisexual people running around on a rainbow bridge. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we've lost all salty now, lads. Yep. Come on now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think either lean into the tragedy, lean to the comedy. Choose a lane, yeah. stick to it. Or if you're going to do both, again, remove gore from the situation. He overcomplicates things. 
pick a villain that has resonance with that. Yes. That has resonance with the tragedy. Because Gore could do that, right? Yeah. If you'd done super serious Gore, only motivated by the love of his daughter to murder everybody, fine. They don't do that. No. He basically just starts being a cockney geezer. <laughs> they put... Okay, or whatever, talk... whatever Christian Bale's accent is. Uh, we've got to talk about Christian Bale and Christian Bale's accent. Yeah. An interesting duo. Um, but I feel like it's his actual accent, which itself makes no sense. <laughs> you ever hear him speak? You're like, is it Welsh? Is it Lund? Is it is it Emerit? I don't know what it yeah. is. Something. He's a fucking mule of an accent. <laughs> a mongrel. He's pan English. Yeah. <laughs> he's a weird An Atlantic accent. Let's go with that. It can yeah. be anything. It can be all things to all people. So. <laughs> I didn't dislike Gore though. Let's I go, didn't. Let's go on no. to Gore now, because uh, like I did, I liked what they chosen to do. Yes, I still think he should have been more alien looking, but that is my gripe, and I'm going to have to live with that. I see his point of if we take if we get rid of the nose, it's Voldemort. Yeah, I get that, which is fair enough. I get that, but that's why you, you make the kind of like the amphibian kind of style mouth, yeah. and because the, they gave him the spiky teeth, he's halfway there, right? Mm. And and I enjoyed how all of those more monstrous things came out the second he got his hand on the yes. um, not the ebony blade. No, it's not. Um, it's Fuck not. Um, it's the necro sword. Necro sword. It's not all you. black. The necro sword. No, because that's symbiotic. It's just the necro sword. Mm. Um, and I do like how that was introduced. That scene at the start of the movie, which we're not. I'm not oh, going to spoil. Was very weird. I loved it. Did you actually? Like I it? loved it as a way to be like, well, this makes all the sense in the world. This I, I, is why he's doing what he's doing. I thought that was Alex Horn from Taskmaster to begin with. I don't know who it is. What the the god guy? Mm. It's um the other vampire from what we do in the shadows. Not Taiko Titi. Not Jermaine Clement. The third guy. Oh shit! That it's guy. him apparently. Oh yeah. cool. So there you go. Oh okay, I like that scene a lot more now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. He, I watched the the new Rockstars one whilst falling asleep last night. I know he's in this movie. I think it's him. Yeah, but there we go. So uh, I really like the opening, and I thought if we we're going to get scary, gore the God Butcher, yeah. fucking a. But I feel like because it's a Taika Waititi movie, and they don't want him to just be another um, Malekith the Accursed, mm. you know, spooky white dude. Then all right, but. That's Gore's thing. He's just anger and vengeance. Yeah. He's just Punisher, but against gods. Yeah. Like... He's Kratos. Yeah. yeah. Just Oh, my that. God, he's Kratos. Yeah. Why did I never figure out he's Kratos? Yeah. Uh, he's... Just do Kratos. He wants to kill Zeus. Yeah. Even. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, exactly. Just do super serious, terrifying, I'm coming to kill you, you cannot stop me, because you fucking led to the death of my entire people, my daughter, my wife, whatever. Yeah. That then, if you d- just done that, that was your. Then that does actually mirror the 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 Jane Foster side of things. Mm. He's motivated by the by love and all the great sacrifices he's making in order to achieve his goals. It's fine because of you know he believes in what he's doing. Yeah. Instead, they try and make him. There's about two scenes of Gore the God Butcher, yeah. and a lot of scenes of weird man in the back of the pub. <laughs> Because the, especially the way that they frame him, especially there's there's many scenes that take place in an anthropomorphic cage, yeah, and it's got real big vibes of. Gonna buy any DVDs, mate? He's a topper and a massive pole away from being the hitcher. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, he is. He oh. really is. Eels. He even has an eel. He has an eel. <laughs> eel. He is the hitcher. 
no. With my massive green thumb. <laughs> my massive black sword. <laughs> like, like I, a cockney I, geezer, watch me bleed you. <laughs> I, That's the voice he does as well. <laughs> I'm not saying I dislike it. No, I'm just saying it could have been something different. He's probably still the best thing about the movie. Like, yeah. He's still, like, scary. He gets shit done. There is a great scene when they go to a location that is monochromatic. Which yes. looks fucking great. Ooh. It's so good. And mm. there's a real scene where you get a sense of his, like, showmanship and yes. venom. And the, the, not venom. Can't say that word. Not that no, word. not that. <laughs> Not Venom, but Venom. Okay, okay. You, get, you get a sense of his malice, which is great. Yes. And he fucking throws people around. And that's the only time they really nailed down who that character was. Yes. Because other than that, um, he's trying to sell you a dog in the back yeah. of a pub. He's the hitcher. Or he's getting... Uh, I can't say what happens at the end. Um, I can't say what happens at the end. You can't. But... It, we'll get to spoilers, but like, it... It was satisfying and at the same time completely infuriating. Yeah, the... I think visually it works quite well. Like, oh, like the whole as, plunging yeah. the sword to let the shadow monsters out that and works. all that business. And the shadow monsters looking like the things from Dead Space. Yeah. I'm all about that. Because I guess they... Because like, in the comic books, they're symbiotes. Yes. Like, kind of. They're like proto-symbiotes. Yeah. Can't do that. Even though Venom was technically in an MCU movie, but... For all of about five seconds. For all of about five minutes, but... Yeah, they visually he looks good. Venom too. They get the they get the oh no. they <laughs> they get the 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 visual aspects of him pretty good. I think he's very intimidating as long as he isn't talking. Yes, <laughs> and then he flies out the fucking window. Uh, right, Tessa Thompson's back as Kim Valkyrie. Doesn't particularly seem like she wants to be there. No, she brings the same energy to this film as she's bringing to those direct line adverts. She's in the direct line adverts? You've not seen this. I have not. Uh, we have some in-canon MCU direct line adverts now. With Valkyrie. With Valkyrie. All right. Yeah. Like, because we came out of Ragnarok and no one was like, well, Valkyrie's the best thing about this movie. We liked her. She was fine, but she wasn't like the best. But... And, you know, we liked Tessa Thompson in other movies. Like, yeah. She's great in the Creed films. She is. I just didn't, like, what was something that Valkyrie... I, I guess what they were trying to go for is she's bored of being king. Yes. Which would have... That would have made for a great character drive, except this it has absolutely no resolution. She goes back to being king. Yeah. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but she makes it through. I'm sorry to tell that to you. I mean, I'm not, because I like Tess Thompson, but if I, like, she doesn't really go through anything other than she wants to go on an adventure and some stab some people. No. But she's the king of the fucking space I Viking. I don't uh, like. How are they not doing this more? I, I, the thing that uh, gets me is like, well, the, the kind of sums up in a nutshell. Would you be thrilled if they came back to we're doing a Valkyrie series on Disney Plus? I, I don't would, think I, I wouldn't be thrilled, but I also wouldn't be disappointed. I'd be like, nah. Like Winter Soldier and Falcon, even though it didn't turn out great, I was like, okay, those are at least interesting characters that yeah. at least seem motivated to be Marvel things. That we've at least seen have an interesting relationship that they then just didn't choose not to build yeah. up at all. Like, she has an... Like, she's slightly more interesting in Ragnarok because at least she has, like, a turnaround in that. And in this, she's just... Yeah, she's a bored king. Yeah. Does a bit of fighting and goes back to being a bored king. All yeah. right. Uh, Korg's wearing a little thin... I really don't want to say this, and I'm so glad. Do it. I'm so glad we're not at Do my it. house because this is my wife's favorite character oh. in all of the MCU. 
and he, I didn't find him funny. It's it's happened. His last line in the film is very very funny, but we'll get to that after spoilers. Yes. Um, and I I kind of I I did like the narration that he does from time to time. Yeah. But him in scenes is so it it it's kind of like it, the lesson it took from Ragnarok is not. We like how the big skit, like the point of the fact that I have to explain this joke is the problem with this movie. Uh-huh. In Ragnarok, he was funny because the things he was saying didn't match his appearance. Yes. You know, it's a big, scary rock bloke who said he was trying to hand out pamphlets to start a revolution. Yes. Funny. Yes. This is just, oh, so that's the ex girlfriend, is it? Ah, Jane Fonda. And it's like, oh, he said a thing that isn't correct. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. The entire runtime, <laughs> and even where there is a moment where it looks like we're going to have very less Korg, yes, it turns out we only get more of him. No, and it, none of it works for him. The narration is fine, as you say. The ending did get a chuckle yeah, out, yeah. But there is a like an hour and thirty trough where he's just the unfunniest part of that film, and I don't know how you could have made him worse. Other than perhaps saying like like I don't know, giving him like a dumb character like I'm a surfer now or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that that's the only thing that could have made it worse. You've ruined one of the best joke characters in this franchise. It's overexposure. It is overexposure. That's the thing. He's in the movie the entire time. You were never not with Cork. I also kind of wouldn't even really mind if this film had a longer section of just Thor and Cork being bros. And having a bro adventure. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. That'd be fun. But, he, but he's been positioned as this comedy one-liner character. And the one-liners aren't strong. He's War Machine now. Yes. Like, he's the second in command of the whole thing. And it just... He needs restraint, not overexposure yeah. for that type of character. Like, I know that the the two Taika Waititi 4 movies are funnier movies. They are going for comedy in the same way The Guardians does. But you gotta have a little bit of restraint there. You can't overexpose him because you think it's funny. Because he's getting a Disney Plus series, apparently. Of course. Cork, apparently. Oh, yeah. for fuck's I know, sake. I know. So, yeah. Well, speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They are here. They are here. Yeah. For five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good five minutes. Though. It's a good five minutes. It, it might be the best bit. Is it the best bit of the movie? It's one of the better bits of the movie. The, op- the opening's very good. Mm. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really fall off until we get to Gore's first thing. Yes. Then it kind of... That's when things are going to be... Yeah, in fact, there's the second that Jane Foster Thor turns up and gets a little wavy. Uh, oh, the first half of it was real good. Um, yeah. Choice MCU movie. It is. One hour of Shy of two hours, damn. Um, yeah, they, they they don't really like. You've seen most of the funny lines from the Guardians in the um, trailer. Yeah, um, like they obviously they're not going to be a major part of the film because they've got well, we've got much more Guardians media coming up. We've got the Christmas special this year. Yeah, Christmas special. I am Groot shorts. Yeah, and then Guardians three in May next year. Yeah, so. which I swear to Christ, if I have more faith in James Gunn than I do in Taika Waititi. Yes, because Peacemaker. Yes. And Suicide Squad. Yes. Whereas Taika Waititi had Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, which you think would be enough. Yeah. But, like, then now this. So, I am very worried about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I hope James Gunn was just given, like, 
carte blanche to just... But th- do you think... This, here's the question. Do you think that this was Taika Waititi's carte blanche movie? That they were, like, so keen on, so happy with the success of Ragnarok, they were, like, fucking go for it. In the same way that Eternals was exactly the boring piece of shit we thought it was. Yeah, true. This is the thing, like, we like Taika Waititi movies. It's not that we dislike them. I and mean, we didn't dislike this movie. No, but, it, but it, it, it displays so many problems about the current phase. And also yeah. over it. But this is the first time it felt grating. Yeah. Typified hmm. by those two fucking goats. <sighs> Who wants some 2010 memes? <laughs> Only ten years later, the party. The fucking... I knew, ah! you, the, I knew you were trouble when you walked in screaming goat. Put ad nauseum. Yeah. Like, that is the joke. that They go, ah! And it it crops up a lot more than it should. There's only... It did that family guy thing of being so unfunny that at one point it was extremely funny. Yes. But then immediately went back to not being funny. Yes. They do it for ages. It's the bit when they go to the monochromatic yes. location, which we'll talk about in spoilers, um, and all light and sound is gone and then you just hear the landing of the ship and then ah! that's the only time it hit and it worked but the rest of it was fucking shit oh it grates on you don't it it real does <laughs> oh boy Taika Waititi sure does love old memes he really really does it was uh, yeah. um is there any oh we do need to speak about some other people but we do the ones that were in the trailers slightly... mainly you know what yeah Zeus is in the trailer yep. so it's fine so Russell Crowe <laughs> Has never visited Greece. <laughs> Played Gladiator and never visited Greece. <laughs> well, technically he's Italian in that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but still, Greece adjacent. Yeah, yeah. And, God, what a fall from Christ that is. <laughs> Maximus Decimus Aurelius to Zeus. comedy pop belly Zeus. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. It's really fucking funny. It, it, but again, it's funny for a bit. And then it starts to wear itself down. Like, I found it funny the first time he was throwing around lightning bolt. <laughs> but he does it twice for two extended periods. Yeah, he does. And by the end of the second, I'm like, oh, fucking K, let's just have the punch up. Jesus. I I kind of liked it. I like big decadent idiot Zeus <laughs> as like the complete polar opposite of Odin. It kind of really worked. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Greek mythology is my back. Yeah. More on that later. Fucking <laughs> oh, choices are coming. <laughs> and if we want to talk about separate characters, though, Zeus and Zeus's Grecian yeah, accent. Yeah, it's, it's full on, like, BBC that... Two comedy, isn't it? <laughs> like, I expect that character to turn up in something like Ghosts or Plebs or yes. something like that. Where Played by just... Johnny Vegas yeah. trying to do a Greek accent. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's Benidorm levels of like even horrible histories wouldn't do an no, accent that wrong. No, and they are kids' comedy. Well, because I thought maybe it's a fake it. Like this isn't actually Zeus. This mm. is somebody else. Which would have been fun. Masquerading as Zeus, then he explains why he's got a shit accent. Yeah, like fuck me, can we just have Mephisto already? And, and then he's <laughs> named Zeus, and he's just putting on a comedy accent. But no, this is Zeus. This is actual Zeus, and all well, mythologies are here. Because it didn't make any sense because, like, well, we were dealing with Scandinavian gods and they didn't bother giving them sweet... Like, Thor, Odin and Loki don't have Swedish accents, do mm. they? Like, they have English accents. So he could have just done that, I guess. But, eh, I liked it. I didn't mind it, I guess. It was funny. It kind of... It, it 
kind of cuts the legs off if you are going to do a Greek mythology MCU movie. You've yeah. made Zeus a comedy character now. Yeah. And maybe they'll get Tiger Waititi in to do those movies as well, I guess. Like, if this is it for Thor movies and they're going to move on to character we'll name later movies, hmm. they might need to switch it up and, and um, yeah, double down on comedy even more. Hmm. And if I'm ready for that necessarily, hmm. I, I take Greek mythology a bit more seriously. I don't give a shit about Norse mythology. <laughs> I've just spent £70 on a Norse mythology game yesterday, but <laughs> ah, well. Um, I get to kill all of them. It's fine. Uh, right. I think that's casting, duh. Pretty much. I can't think of... So they do get a fun cameo. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Um, the theatre lads from Ragnarok. Are yeah, back. yeah. Uh, Sam Neill's Odin, uh, Matt Damon is uh, Loki. One of the Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth, I, I think want to say, is um, Thor. And they've cast Hela. Uh. This is my wife's favourite part of this movie. Because uh. she loves Melissa McCarthy yeah. for reasons unknown to science. Yes. Um, <laughs> She was fine in that if you tolerate Melissa McCarthy comedy way. It was absolutely the logical end point of that joke. I just kind of wish they hadn't reached it. Yeah. I think if you just had it as just reintroduce that troupe at the point they go, this event, how do we dramatise this? Yes. I think it would have been funnier, but they have an extended oh. sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the, got Matt the, Damon for ten minutes this yeah. time, not five. So The runtime of this movie is bloated with extended periods of jokes. And that's why the story feels like it doesn't really fucking work. This was the epitome of that. Like, yeah. And you know what? Like, if you like Melissa McCarthy movies, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, I get that there's a market. Yeah. Are they necessarily the same people coming to Thor? But this is the thing, mm. right? We've always said diversification and trying to get more audiences is both a smart business decision and good for longevity of the series, True. right? So, now obviously they didn't really let out that Melissa McCarthy was in this movie, but if it then gets out on Twitter, that might bring some more people into it. We don't fucking care for Melissa McCarthy comedy. She was good in Nine Perfect Strangers. I'll give her that. That was an Amazon Prime series, so not really a movie. I haven't seen it, but supposedly Can You Ever Forgive Me is phenomenal. Real good things. So, she's again, she's she's the female Adam Sandler. Mm. She just chooses not to use her powers for good. She chooses to use them for ill. Um, Apparently Adam Sandler had a basketball movie out this year, and he's great in it. I don't know. What is he doing? I don't know. Why does everything good he do fly under the radar, and then he'll go and make fucking Jack and Jill 2, and he'll (laughs) fucking make $100 million? We live in a cursed fucking rock. Anyway. um, (laughs) I think... We live on a cast. We do, don't we? We really do. I feel that's all we can talk about in terms of cast. So, visually... It's a very impressive movie. Hell of a lot of colours working on this one. It is, but it kind of works in the way that Doctor Strange didn't. Yes. In that it just cranks the lever all the way to fucking wackiness and it worked. It didn't try and find yeah. this weird middle ground where we'll give you the wacky multiverses for all of 30 seconds as we tumble through them one by one. Exactly. I was about to say that. That exact scene, imagine that stretched out for two hours. It's a very colourful movie. It's a yes. very good. So we, I mean, again, we watched it on a big old fucking. Oh screen. yeah, we we had X plus as well, so and, it was so it in looked, my eyes. It looked great. They could have done with a bit more motion smoothing, but other than that, yeah. Have you seen the recent news about like VFX artists do not like working for Marvel? I can believe it. They are they overwork and they underpay and they want more and more, despite the first two points. And so, then there's that clip. I have seen that clip of Taika Waititi and Tessa Thompson. 
just slagging off the, yeah. the lads. It's not a good look. This has been a shit show of a press tour. Taika Waititi's starting to get a bit annoying, isn't he? Yeah. He's starting to get a bit. It's comedy nerd who's now been like given big money and big contracts, and it's all going to his head a little bit. Yeah, which is not a good look on him. No, like it's a bit gross. It's almost like the things he creates are better than what the man he's himself. Become. Yeah, yes. Like what we do in the shadows continues to be fucking brilliant. Yes, and hasn't stopped being brilliant. Despite his absence. But is that because of Kevin Novak and Matt Berry and Natasha? I mean, they. Dublou? That is an incredible cast. Yes. <laughs> so, Good you know. God, the casting director needs a fucking medal on that one. <laughs> Who'd afford the phone jacker, fucking Toast of London, and the third most important character from Stafflet's? That is. <laughs> The magic formula you need to make a good vampire fucking TV show, but there we go. Um, yeah, he's starting to get a little annoying, and it's I, I don't know if I like him anymore yeah. <laughs> as a person. I still think his movies are good. Like yeah. I said, despite all we've just said, we still enjoyed this movie for the most part. But this press tour feels especially egregious, because this doesn't mm. feel like the same Jacob Waititi that picked up an Oscar for Jojo Rabbit. It does not. This feels like an entirely different man who... Despite appearing to have made exactly the film he wants, doesn't want to fucking be there. Or no. feels like he's too good for it now. He's an auteur now and he's, yeah. he doesn't need to be fucking around with these silly superhero movies. Yeah. He's gone Hollywood. He's Hollywood Tiger now. He has gone Hollywood. Oh, God. <laughs> He's the ballad of Hollywood <laughs> Tiger in the Rage Cage. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know it's bad when a Tenacious D reference is funny than some of the things in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, music. Hope you like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Hope you like the four Guns N' Roses songs. <laughs> yeah, like, Notice Mr. Brainstone didn't get a fucking look. <laughs> no November Rain somehow. November Rain was in there. November Rain was in yeah, oh, in the, it was, the yeah. fight at the end. The the, the, yeah. the, the, the the big fight at the end gets yeah. it. No, we didn't get a uh, fucking anything from the spaghetti incident. No, not Chinese. no Chinese democracy. Oh no, oh, who could have foreseen? Yeah, I don't know how you work in because all the other songs are about drugs. I mean, most. Guns and Roses songs about drugs, but yeah. I guess these four aren't specifically about drugs. Um, so I guess Night Train and Rocket Queen were also ruled out <laughs> early on. It's like, no, we can't have an orgasm woman in the middle of one of her fucking Thor songs. But I mean, it worked for Iron Man too. Just have yeah. all ACDC songs. I'm not ever going to complain about hearing Guns and Roses, and they work for the most part to add to the scene they're in. Yeah, especially the opening sequence that yeah. worked quite well. I feel like. Because they're not as overexposed as AC, but they are more overexposed than ACDC songs are. It worked better in Iron Man 2. Because mm. they were using, like, they didn't just use Highway to Hell and Back in Black and That's It. They used, like, some pretty deep cut uh, fucking ACDC tunes. Whereas here, it's, no, it's The Four Guns and Roses songs. Yeah. Like, you put Welcome to the Jungle anything, it's going to make it better. Yes. So the opening scene has that. Sweet Child of Mine is used a few times. Mm. Paradise City, I think, immediately follows the Welcome to the Jungle pit as well. So they got pretty much straight on the fucking Morgans. Um, and yeah, we get a snippet of the end bit of November Rain over the last bit. And they still felt the need to put an Enya song in there. <laughs> Again, for the purposes of comedy, which that song is now being used. Oh, yeah, it's Another 2010 there. meme. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that. It's very much Tyker's comedy stopped when he filmed Green Lantern, which is oh. interesting. 
Yeah, the fact I have to keep remembering that he was in Green Lantern. I think I had all the goddamn time. Yeah, um, he's there for the, the 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 one line from Green Lantern that we continuously. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's on the receiving end of that, isn't he? Yep. <sighs> um, <laughs> right. I. Is that everything? I think so. Well, we dive in. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, and and we're we're somehow at 50 minutes as it is. Shit the bed. (laughs) We're going to get to spoilers. Okay. Recommendations. It's... You know what? It's an easy watch. It's an easy watch. It's a sub-two-hours movie. It goes along a pretty good chug. There's never like a bit of like, oh, this is dragging now. Yeah. In terms of phase two movies... Four. Sorry. Phase four movies. I think it's still... So if we can't that so that's uh from what was the first it was Black Widow, wasn't it? Yeah, Black Widow, trash. Uh Shang Chi, pretty good. Yeah. Eternals, the worst. Yeah. Spider Man I mean it's fucking Spider Man. It it's in silver medal contention. I think I'd preferred it just because yeah, it's, it's, it's been mm, it's, bronze at worst. It's yeah, it's between Shang Chi and this for silver and bronze, I'd yeah. say, and then and everything else is the rest a tier not, lower. The rest has not been Particularly good. No, and obviously Eternals is the gold medal in that situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you see he's getting a sequel? It, no. Yeah. No. Guess who's coming back to direct? No. My worst enemy. Michael Owen is there. <laughs> cool. He doesn't really get film, so <laughs> it's a new and fresh take. <laughs> he's going to make one to God, that's the one thing that uh, Michael Owen and Chloe Zhao have in common. They don't really get films. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh god, uh, we're having a much more fun time reviewing this than we necessarily did have watching it. Yep. Um, right. I didn't hate it. I just need to no. go back to the fact like it was a perfectly fine, crumbulent movie. And yet, <laughs> and yet, it's very. I mean, we might not get around to Miss Marvel because someone's. I think, I think I'll try and get. Okay, through. I'll try and. But get uh, we've reviewed everything else. Perfectly cromulent six episodes of that as well. Yeah. Um, we have a big thing at the end. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> oh. Should we speak about the big thing that happens at the end of this? Yeah, sure. They've cast Hercules. Yep. And it's, it's fucking Brett Roy Gold. Kent. It's Roy Kent from fucking Ted Lasso. They yeah. are slowly hiring all of Ted Lasso's cast <laughs> to be in the MCU. That's phase five. It's the Ted Lasso phase. <laughs> I can't wait for Avengers 5 Championship Cup. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, Brett Goldstein? It's a weird choice. So He doesn't necessarily not have the face for it. No, he, he looks pretty comic accurate, to yeah. be fair. But, like, so he was. You haven't seen Ted Lasso, have you? Not yet. So he plays like a... I was about to say Roy Keane. I don't think you even know who Roy Keane is. I know who Roy Keane is. Right. He's Roy Keane. He's even called Roy Kent. So they're not even subtle about it. Yeah. He's just he's a, a really he's stereotypical, a... angry defensive midfielder. Yes. Uh, and he just likes kicking people and saying can't and stuff like that. So, oh, so he's Billy Butcher. He's Billy Butcher. Okay. He's Billy the Butcher played The in boys review field. coming soon. Have you finished it? I'm on season three, but I haven't Okay, we're it. also in season three. We haven't finished yet. But yeah. ooh, we can talk about the boys. Yes. Um, have you finished Stranger Things yet? No. <sighs> No, so we, we haven't. We haven't even. Really that started. might be end of year thing yeah. at this point. I think Umbrella. We might miss the boat on Umbrella Academy as well because oh, we, we, we we're going to watch it, but it's like the boys has taken precedence. Yeah. Anyway, um, good. So yeah, he's Hercules now. Yep. It's a choice. He is. Can't at, wait for the next episode of his podcast where he has to explain. Oh fucking! I'm in the MCU now. <laughs> um, he's at least got a better accent than Zeus. But he's just that, he's with just, that one line. Yeah. But the thing is. It's like, well, that 
To me, he says, we're not going to do a standalone Hercules movie. I thought he was going to appear in the um, Omnipotent City bit. Because they then, name-dropped him. And then when they, they, they did, he didn't, I'm like, well, that's what that's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. most predictable fucking... <laughs> Post credit scene of all time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they... Uh, he's not a, a leading man. No. At least right, ne- not right now. You could argue Chris Pratt wasn't before Guardians of the Galaxy, so who knows? They might decide, you know what? If he gets a good response in whatever substantial role he plays in another movie, mm. I don't know where you necessarily slot Hercules in. Unless you make Thor 5, like Battle of the Gods, or something like that. Right. And you do. Hercules is coming for Thor. Uh-huh. But in, on the mean, in the meantime... He's recruited a team of super gods or something. I don't know. They fight for a bit and then they're mates. Yeah. Like, eh. yeah. I... And then they have to fight Hades? I don't know. Oh, Mephisto. There you go. Done. There you go. You can fight any interpretation you have of the devil. Yeah. You can go fight. You can fight Thanatos, who is actually the, the god of death. You yeah. can do him. He might be cool. Yeah. Like, I only care because Greek mythology is my favourite. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't know if people are ready to buy into. Because Greek mythology is so much more overexposed than Norse was, like the first four movie really did see the uptick of everyone being interested in Norse mythology all of a sudden. I don't know if people are going to take it seriously. Mm. Like, oh, fucking Hercules is in the MCU now. Ugh, all right, is Danny DeVito playing and fucking Sator in this? Mm. Like, I don't know. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Danny DeVito playing Sator. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I just don't know if, like, because. As, but, but exclusively with lines from Only Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Please. So anyway, I started blasting. Because <laughs> I just had a thought, right? There is a live-action Hercules movie coming for Disney, Disney, Disney. Yes, for the ginger Hercules. So are Disney going to have to release two movies called Hercules within a ten-year period of each other? Well, this is what makes me think he's the villain for the next Storm movie. yeah. As opposed to we're doing a Hercules. Hercules movie. is an arsehole. He is an arsehole. That's true. And in the comics, he's an arsehole. God, what if well. it's the ultimate crossover and they've crashed Brett Goldstein as Hercules in this and Hercules in the other one and he'll be playing Hercules simultaneously <laughs> and he's Hercules now. Um, yeah, that's that's the. Because the other one, the other post credit scene, we're just kind of skipping some of the. Is. Um, we kind of have to talk about the finale in order to we talk about that yeah, one, don't we? Yeah, we do have um, to talk about the finale. Cool. Okay, so so it all builds to they're trying to get to eternity. Yes, the literal embodiment of the universe. Yes, because um, they stand in the temple at one point. It's one you've seen in all the trailers, and he starts to, like form around gore. Didn't really explain what the fuck was happening mm. there, but they start to piece together eternity's head. But it's basically a big block and then two things coming off the side of it. And I made a noise and Rachel went, what the fuck are you? He was like, it's Galactus! Yeah. It's Galactus! He's hurt! Yeah. He can't be anything else! And then he formed the rest. He's like, oh, yeah. it's eternity. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's eternity. That's It's kind of a... They've not treated it like a fucking big deal. But in terms of Cosmic Marvel, it's a bit of a fucking big deal. Yeah, they, it's a real wet fart of a reveal of like... Yeah. This is like... There he is. And that's it. This is a. This is God is here. Like, this is like this eternity, the living tribunal, and then the fucking the unformed face of God, literal God of everything, the one above all. Yes, that they haven't done. No. So like, you've only got those two and Galactus, really. Like, <sighs> even the Celestials pop up in this. Yeah, quite a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. like in fact, like to a diminishing return. 
that they're just on a par with Odin and Zeus and everybody else and not like a step above them. Which is the one thing that, you know, Eternals did get right, which was the fucking scale of these bastards. Yes. Just they're they are... giant penises. Yeah. Which, again, if you live in Mexico... <laughs> if you live in Mexico, just... Vroom. Ah! <laughs> God's dick! <laughs> ah! Um... Yeah, so it kind of diminishes the Celestials a little bit. A weird time for that, considering they yeah. seem to be... Or if it's not going to be Kang as the next big threat, it's these fuckers, but mm. we'll see. They... So, yeah, it feels like it's a bit of a dud introduction to what is a very big... Well, maybe that's the problem. They don't want to go too far in that direction, because if you then... Well, God exists, and he's called Eternity, and we, we can go meet him now. That there's there's no going back from that type of thing. So maybe it was on purpose that they kind of diminished him as more of like he's more of a conceptual being that grants wishes as opposed to like mm. I think that that universe. But that is another problem as to why it feels rudderless because it's I'm sorry, it's almost the same plot as Wonder Woman 1984. A returning love interest, mm. a magical wish making MacGuffin, and a villain with a confusing accent. It's basically Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. I didn't need to think about... Oh, and they, really they, they introduce a stupid new vehicle. It's Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone also say that it's basically Cosmic Forest Gump. Oh, it kind of is a little bit that as well, isn't it? Trying to get back to his one true love. Yep. Um, starting with a J. Um, <laughs> and so on. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is boring. Um, we're, we're really tearing this down in all the worst ways, aren't we? You keep doing this. I, I really keep coming do. out of movies that I enjoy, and I talk to you. <laughs> less. Because I'm the voice of reason. Because other, if you had, if you, if I didn't do this, Dark Phoenix would have been on your top ten. Yeah, it would have. You saved me there. Fair yeah. enough. We should think more critically about the media that we consume. That's what media studies taught me. You know, yep. just, I, I thought I came out of it having a good time. I'm look, questioning it. Well, we did that. We did that in Maverick. That's our one. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I've had two Jackass movies this year. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, they they kind of you can you can go and visit Eternity now. Yeah. Did you also pick up that maybe Jesus is real? Yeah. The God of Carpentry. Yeah. Wonder who that can fucking be. <laughs> so we didn't get that. Didn't get the God of Bowbuns. <laughs> that was a weird one. That was real fucking odd. Yeah. Um. Although I enjoyed, like, you know, you look around, you can see a Polynesian guard, and you can see a, like, a... Yeah, uh, raw fucking, um, uh, uh, like, yeah, an, an Aztec guard, a fucking Bast yep. was apparently there. Yep. So on and so forth. The Winged Dragon of Ra was basically there. <laughs> oh, if they'd snuck a Yu-Gi-Oh! reference That would be dumb. Yeah. Um, so on and so forth. So, like... Slifer, the executive producer. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem, right? You start opening this door, yep. you're going to have to... Well, you know, is Buddha there? Does that mean that Buddhism is the real... Is the one true religion? Is... Cause, well, I guess that's the point. It's that all religions are based in fact. Right. Like, all of these people exist, and they're just hanging out in a big, dumb city. That's a bad idea. Yeah. You start asking too many questions at that point, so maybe, it's, again, good. They kind of cut the legs off eternity here and didn't really mm. push out into other than being... Just a big floaty spaceman. Visually, again, real fucking good. Mm. Why they went to the place where you have to fight Dark Link in Ocarina of Time, I don't know. But, yeah, that's uh, a weird there one, right? We are. <laughs> um, fine. Um, okay. Um, I feel it's time to talk about the problem with the hammers. Oh, we didn't talk about the problem with the hammers. Yeah. 
Stormbreaker is a jealous uh, girlfriend. Yes. In this movie. And I think the first time it happens, it works. Yeah. I think as a throwaway gag in a Taika Waititi movie, it would have been quite funny. Yeah. But this runs the entire length of the film and includes... It's not limited to a scene where it creepily appears around a corner like uh, like a villain. Yes. And a scene where Thor tries to share a beer with it. I found it quite funny, I'm not going to lie. I That was, of all the rom-com, but on its head thing, it being two jealous hammers did kind of work for me. Mm. That he's pining after his ex Mjolnir and Stormbreaker's not really having it. I liked it. I thought the, that was the one comedy long-running gag thing yeah. that I think worked consistently for me throughout the film. Mm. That Korg didn't do, yeah. the you know, other fucking joke characters didn't really fucking do it for me. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I get it. Now, like, I didn't like it. Right. I, I, I found it grating, but I will concede it's not as ruined as Korg and it's not as annoying as the goats. goats. Yes. So I guess when you put it in those terms... It's kind of, I just, and the, they did things to Stormbreaker in this movie that I think was a bit unfair. Like it can't summon the Bifrost very well when mm. it had absolutely no problem doing that in Infinity War and Endgame. Mm. And that kind of feels engineered so that it could have just have, because like, you know, the visual of it being on the boat and it like, yes. and it constructing the, the, a part of the Rainbow yes. Bridge at any one time was nice. But then it was like, oh, I just want to have Thor crash into things and break things all of the time. So, so I have to nerf the big fucking hammer. If they'd gone, this might have been a bit too much to explain. But if they explained it way as, this is made of adolescent Groot arm. Mm. And that's why it has not really got past a teenage stage yet. Yeah. And that's what's happening here, is you're dealing with a temper, because it's made of a real living thing. It's, it's a temperamental. Yeah. Uh, that's what's giving it the personality. Yeah. But I think they spent so long in Infinity War having this scene where it's like, this is the god-killing weapon. Yes. Outside of the Necroblade. Yes. This is the god-killing weapon. And Mjolnir's cool and denotes who's worthy. Every fucker can pick up Mjolnir now as well. This is another thing. Uh Is that worthiness doesn't fucking matter. Well, they did kind of explain away why it helps Jane. In the, they got pissed and Thor basically said to it... Yeah, Thor did an Odin whispering. Yes, he so did. That I understood. Why the fuck can Gore pick up Stormbreaker? Ah, because Stormbreaker doesn't have the same enchantment as Mjolnir does. I thought that was the gag in Endgame, though. No, give me that, you have the little one. That was the point, because him and Cap were worthy. Yeah, I, I think anyone can... You think anyone have... can pick up Stormbreaker? Yeah, because Odin didn't put the... The thing on it, right? It's just, it's just, it's all powerful and it can control the Bifrost, but it doesn't have the same enchantments on it. That's a shame. So I think that's how that works. Um, you're right, because I was like, wait, did someone else pick up me on here? Um, but that would explain why anyone can just kind of have it. Mm. I think part of the reason they did it was they have to nerf Stormbreaker because otherwise it's the fucking, it's the, um, well, they have to Professor Exit basically, yeah, because it can solve all problems, yeah. So giving it a temperamental thing kind of nerfs it a little bit so it's not just the fucking sonic screwdriver all of a sudden. It can't do everything. It can't just immediately say, oh, there's God the God Butcher. Fucking yep. <laughs> Straight through his head. That's him done with. Um, so, yeah, I, I I get the problem, but I must admit I found it quite funny. Fair enough. Okay. It sneaks around the corner and just stares at him. Yeah. Like, oh, hi, you're all right. Um, 
again, I guess I guess it's what you find because the internet has now rebelled against Taika Waititi Thor movies, mm. and it's like original Thor movie. It's the big strong dog, and it's the little yeah. dog with like Rockstar and a little guitar, which things. isn't true. Not true at all, lads. No. Go back and watch them. Yeah, go back and watch Dark World. Here's a hint: you can't. As dull as fuck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the first one is fine. But you go and watch that and then watch Ragnarok is a complete fucking... It's quite clear which one's the better one. Yeah, and it's also so. still quite clear that Ragnarok, of the four, Ragnarok is the best. Like, it's, yeah. It is the correct mix yeah. of these styles. The, this one just kind of overcompensates a little bit and goes a bit too much towards the comedy where it needed raining back in again. Yeah. Like, if you'd had... Um, Can you imagine Dark World, but if they made Gore the villain? I think it would might have actually improved that film. Yeah, I think so. Like, if yeah. he'd still had... Gore's got his hands on an Infinity Stone, and he's got the Necroblade, and he's going around fucking up gods. That's another thing. You don't really see much of God butchering. No, you just kind of get told that he's... They're doing tell, not show. Yeah. And but the the, the, the opening works well done because it just takes its time. It's a very slow-paced scene of him finding this oasis, of him killing the sun god and all that business. It needed... Even if it was a montage before we get that first one of him, the maybe it then loses the impact that this is the first god he's killed and he's coming for all of them. But mm. yeah, you needed to put the Peter Dinklage scene back in, put the Goldblum scene back in if you're not going to have that. Yeah. Fuck it, have him. All I want is one scene of the Collector and the Grandmaster as they are canonically brothers. Yep. And it just, they, fuck it, they're having a comedy poker game with a load of other weirdos. Fucking Gore turns up, chops all their fucking heads off. Dunzo. Yeah. If you're not going to use those characters again, and you're not, maybe that's why they've cut them because, like, oh no, we still want to use those characters. We still want access to them. If you don't want to do that, he comes in and like, because then you're not really losing major characters, mm. but it's still characters of some report that he's then chopping the fucking heads off. Or you know, give us the Sith fight scene we weren't allowed. I thought you meant Sith as in Jedi and no. Sith. And I was like, ah! no, yeah, Sith as they in really short changed Sith. Right? They really got Jamie Alexander back for nothing. And they really, they really say shit a lot in this movie, right? Do you reckon they have, <laughs> they would like Tiger Woods was like, right? Can we say fuck? No. Can we say bastard? No. <laughs> can we say fuck face? No, you can't have that. Can we say shit? Yes. Well, what? No. <laughs> you said yes. How many have we got? Fifty. Cool. I can spread. <laughs> I can spread that range to everybody. Everyone gets a shit. Um, <laughs> Which, which was a scene I read I, when the first time that happens that's made so funny because the first time it appears is Sif who's had her arm lopped off and he's dying saying yep. she fought Gore and, <laughs> and Thor explains well technically you're not in the battle right no. now so if you die you're not going to Valhalla and she's like oh shit <laughs> your arm might be in Valhalla yeah. <laughs> you aren't in Valhalla so at the end of the movie we've, we've gone to meet to turn to see Gore well Gore's the, the necrosword has been broken but in destroying it, that's kind of really fucked up Jane. Mm. And she's now, she's now not Thor anymore. She is Jane. Yeah. Um, and she's fucked and dying. So yeah. Thor's got her in her arms and stuff. And Gore's, but Gore's made it. He's fucking completed the mission. Yep. He has made it to eternity in front of it. He's Baron Zemo. He's yes. the one who, he's succeeded. Yes. He's going to fucking do the wish, get rid of all the fucking gods, gone. And Thor basically says, well, I'm, he's like, where are you going? You're not going to try and stop me. He's like, no, why would I spend my last minute with you when I can bend it with the one I love? Mm. I'm craning her. And it, it's basically the last minute, the, the fucking, you know, the Hail Mary pass of like, you know, you don't want hatred. You don't want retribution. You just want what the gods took from you back. You can get that now. Yeah. And he points out, well, I'm 
dying, like I won't get to be with her. And it's still the point of, yes, but you'll know that she stands a better chance in it. I can't see Gore the God Butcher really signing off on, okay, I'll just let Thor, a god I don't like and have spent the last week fighting, now being my daughter's stepdad. Yeah, it's a weird one. Don't feel or Christian be, or Bale. because he said, no, you believe in Huey Lewis in the news. Yes. And it's like, mm. this, this, this is the most egregious part of the, this is a romantic comedy. Yeah. It's the, it's love that we all really want to uh, fuck off. Again, this is Taika Waititi. This, this kind of feels like, you know, that scene should have been punctuated with Gore going, why the fuck would I want that? I want you dead. Like, that, that's well, where that should have gone. If you had super serious Gore that's only motivated by his daughter and fucking, you know, even going as far, every time he chops a god's head off, he does like, this is for my daughter, or says a mantra along those lines. Fucking Ezio'sen. Yeah. Retro to Pache or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he says that before all of them. Then he gets to the end and says, look, your motivation this whole time has been love, not vengeance. Because it hasn't been. He's clearly enjoying doing what he's doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's, he's still sad that his daughter's dead, but like, he's fucking happy about it. Anyway, that is the last minute save. It's the MacGuffin that means he can just go, I want my daughter back. And she comes back and he keeps referring to his love. I can't believe we didn't see this fucking coming from the mm. subtitle. Yeah. So... Gord dies, Jane dies, both gone, and now we have the new status quo of Thor has a, a stepdaughter called yeah. Lo- who might be the who might be the embodiment of love. Yeah, she's clearly powerful; she can shoot laser beams. Yep. Um, but it didn't seem that she is eternity. No, it seems that yeah, they've just now created they've made a demigod. They've made love, which is a fucking primordial thing from the comic books as well. So love and thunder. Sure. <laughs> okay. Which is a change. It's at least, a, yeah, it is at least a change, but it feels like Thor's been through a lot of changes. Mm. This one, I mean, they've kind of done, they, they gave Thor a son in the comic books, but Thor died. You're right. And then the son continued. Right. So this is this is new territory, which is at least refreshing. Why does she have Stormbreaker? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did enjoy that she'd given Mjolnir a face. That's how you did, yeah. That was quite funny. That was quite cute. And that, that worked for me. It, and that idea of like, oh, you've got to come with Uncle Thor now to come. Yes. See, the guys in purple, they're the bad guys. But does it feel like this is a, a, a character change for Thor or that they've stapled on a new status quo to him and he hasn't fundamentally changed? Mm. I can probably map it right now if they were going to go straight into doing four or five what it's going to be yeah it's going to be hapless oh look at my daughter oh isn't she brilliant oh no my daughter might be turning evil or whatever or someone's kidnapped the daughter and i'm gonna go fucking save yeah. her yeah hercules has kidnapped my love exactly i could my love i could fucking bash out the bullet points of what five's yeah, gonna be yeah. that yeah. would not require any changes to the thought that was at the start of this movie yeah whatever comes next is unfortunately very paid by numbers yeah unless you do another paradigm shift, which the only one I can think of is the one from the books, where Thor just fucks off for many years in a different place by a robot, which I don't want. I don't want that no, storyline. No. They still haven't done Beta Ray Bill, but at this no, point I don't think I'm they're going so to. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I was expecting Beta Ray Bill, because I thought, we were obviously Hercules is going to be in the middle of it, hmm. I'm going to get my Beta Ray Bill at the end. Not what they did. I still want my beta. Give me horse Thor. Whore. Don't. No. No. Wait. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. It's just they've gone so long there without 
touching it really. Yeah. It's like I just don't see it. unless he's going to be the apocalypse of the situation where it's like the seventh Thor movie. It's like right, okay, fine. Here's Bait Rayville. He's Oscar Isaac. There you fucking go. He's Oscar Isaac. Enjoy. He's simultaneously Moon Knight and Bait Rayville. <laughs> exactly that. So, well, now we get to talk about the actual post-post credit scene of somehow. Now, I've, I think this maybe is a contractual obligation because mm. I was pretty, I was 99% sure Idris Elba was fucking Done. <laughs> donezo with these movies. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he only meant to a cameo, but even then, he didn't want to be there for, no. I don't think he's wanted to be there since the Dark World, so. He turned up in a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. So, we go to Valhalla. We do. So, we're getting yet another interpretation of the afterlife that now makes three confirmed of the Duot. The Black Panther after the ancestral plane, and now Valhalla is real as well. Yeah, again, all religions are right in Marvel, which oh, mm, that, that's mm, you're setting yourself up for something there, lads. Mm, fucking don't do it. No. Don't, I don't want to see fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that fighting game that someone made where you can play as all different um, deities? Deities, no, and Jesus is a playable character in this fighting game and his entrance animation is him tearing himself off the cross where <laughs> he goes like that he's jacked and he goes like, and flexes and brings off part of the cross still nailed to his hands. Oh my. So it's a PG rated game. That is Thor 7. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Thor 7 and the Christ Crusaders. <laughs> You can't, Michael. Uh, Give me Captain Christ. I want (laughs) the Holy Avenger. No, (laughs) the Holy Avenger. No, we can't. We can't go down this path. Don't hit my house with a lightning bolt, please. (laughs) Thanks, God. So, so we get there. Yeah, she's made it to Valhalla. Mm. Great, fucking Heimdall's there to welcome her. Yeah, but that's kind of it. Like it's just, eh. it's just these people you know are dead. Are dead. Because I, I thought this is big picture stuff. Mm. If it wouldn't make sense because these characters have never interacted before. Mm. If they were ever gonna get Robert Downey Jr. back, yeah. If anyone's made to Valhalla dying in battle, yeah, it's him, right? Yeah. Or Scarlet, right? You get yeah. Scarlet Hansen back, and she died in battle, so she gets to go to Valhalla. But again, none of them have interacted with Jane Foster because she's only been comprised of shitty Thor movies. <laughs> um, I keep bagging the first one. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that made sense. But cool. I mean, we got Idris Elba back. His son's... Which we never mentioned in the previous yeah. six or seven times we'd met Thor. Who's now named himself after Axel Rose. <laughs> <sighs> but Axel Rose is the biggest belly in the world. If he called himself Slash, it'd have been fine. But summon the axe, summon the axle, mm. and it's all play together. So yeah, the, the ending scene where it is just it is essentially the the final act of Matilda the musical, but with superpowers. Yeah, where all the kids revolt, and it's a big thing, and they all get the powers, and one of them gets in the teddy bear, and he's just going, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where it kind of tips over. Oh, that by. bit where it's like I expected that child to go fucking diabolical. Yeah, <laughs> I. Maybe we, maybe we had too much of a good thing in Ragnarok, and they've now overcorrected into what they yeah. seem to really want: Taika Waititi comedy. Let's let's Just do that. Let do that. Uh, but the monochromatic world was cool. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Really visually impressive. Really spoke to the tone of the movie. Really. Right. Uh, it's time to talk about it. Okay. Right. Other than somehow the co-produced Sony picture. 
it's not been great. Like, have any of these movies risen above mid table? No. <gasps> no. That's not great. No, it isn't. So that's what now. So, right, take okay, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man is obviously the best one they've done. Yes. I'd then argue Shang-Chi second. Right. But still. This is third medal. So, Black Widow, pointless. Pointless. Like, I didn't mind it. I liked more duty, but still, pretty fucking ineffectual. Yeah, didn't need to be done. No. It was a waste of Taskmaster, and it yeah. was only a way to introduce Florence. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Shang-Chi. Cool and interesting new things. An actual setup for something that could matter in the future. Kind of falls apart in the last act. Kind of falls apart in the last act a little bit, um, but they did a Dragon Ball Z reference. Right, they did. Uh, what was after that? Uh, then Spider-Man. came Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No, Eternals. Then Eternals. Piece shit. Yeah. Um, then Spider-Man. Then Spider-Man. And so far we've had Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Middling. Yeah. And this. Middling. Better middling. Yes. Still just fine. It's a bet middler. It is a bet middler. So, <laughs> and we have no idea what Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be. No. That is, is so fucking dodge at the moment of what it's going to be <laughs> the, like. The fact that it's... I mean, people are already complaining that they're not recasting T'Challa because... They... This, this feels like a fucking release the Snyder Cut moment, doesn't it? Oh, Again, it does, doesn't it? recast T'Challa. Recast... And there's gonna they're going to re-release that movie with fucking new T'Challa in it and it's just going to be a fucking thing. And I don't... I is just... It? I understand it was tragic what happened to Jack yes. Boseman. I also understand why people would want the character of T'Challa to carry on yes. because of how important he is. Right. I get it. But what Marvel wants to do is go, no, no, we've got all these new and interesting characters. Oh, sure, he could be Black Panther, except she's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Don't worry, we've got Ironheart. Here's Riri Williams. Oh, nobody likes Riri no. Williams. Fine, we'll do a Namor. But we don't just want to put a man in pants. We'll make him an Aztec guard. I kind of like that. I, mean, the, the I kind of like it, but at the same time, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. If he was, was Atlantean, it would have made a lot more yeah. sense, but the Aztec thing kind of doesn't, but it does look kind of cool. What is the plot of Black Panther? <laughs> this is why we know. need a trailer. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we should be getting that. It is Comic Con, not to date this episode, but it is Comic Con next weekend. Yeah, so we should so, have a bit more of an indication. Fingers crossed. The My worry starting to sound like, right, are we? Have we? Has the descent already started? Mm. And is there no coming out of the the nose? No, it's not a nosedive. We're still Eternals is the only one we out and out dislike. Yes, that's Dead. the worst. Marvel that was a piece of shit. Yeah. But looking forward, right, we've got Guardians. Yes, they have been two very good movies. So and this far. is the last of the current team. So this is an ending, which was what was so good about yes. Endgame. So, oh please, please knock it out of the park. We need... Please do this. I've come round on Will Porter. I think he's great. Okay. So if he can pull off Adam Warlock, I'm going to be very happy. Past that, though, we've got The Marvels, <laughs> a sequel to my... Well, Eternals is now in the running, but other than that, my least favourite MCU movie. Yeah. We're just coming off the back of Miss Marvel. We just have a post credit scene that kind of sets that up. Mm. But um, I, we, we, we like Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. You haven't seen it yet, but Miss Marvel's, they've done a pretty good job of making her Kamala Khan. Oh, I like i like Kamala in that first episode. But it's just like... the teeny drama shit. Yeah. Um, and fucking hopefully, uh, what's her face? Miss um, Marvel, no, really Captain nice. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she's now found a bit more of a character and a bit more of a firm footing. Because we know Brie Larson is a good actress and can be likeable. Yes. 
not she chooses not to be. Yeah. So the Mar- if you're pinning your hopes on the Marvels, you've got fucking problems. Yeah. We've got a Fantastic Four movie is coming, but we know we, it's already had problems. It's director left, and we haven't had a cast yet. So yeah. oh yeah, John Watts isn't directing anymore. No, of course. It yeah, be Spielberg. Hence the Spielberg rumor. Yeah. Blade. Which doesn't appear to have started production. No, and let's forget. Let's not forget the first original Blade movies are good. Yeah, good. Nothing brilliant. The third one isn't great, but and pretty good. The X Men somewhere in the ether to come. Yes. Now that's what's going to keep me going. Yeah. It's like I just need to hold on long enough to get an X Men movie, and then everything, everything will be fine. Then don't worry, X Men soon. But I don't know. It's it's. Yeah. Oh, and Ant Man. Oh yeah, sorry, Ant Man, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Which, if it's as overstuffed as like Doctor Strange is, that that might be wobbly too. Yeah, there's the hope of a fourth Spider Man movie out there, but they really haven't nailed that into place yet. They haven't. I'm just starting to get worried. Yeah, because like we burn for all the A listers. You got the X Men, the Fantastic Four. They're really going to be fucking holding the weight of the MCU at least for the next phase or so. Like, because Thor's done by the looks of things. I don't feel there's a great wave of momentum to get a fifth one done. Um, I mean, Hulk's still mocking around, but She-Hulk. I just don't know where the saving grace is coming from if it's not X-Men. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll be putting all of their money on that, and I guess the Fantastic Four as well. But if they don't work out, or if they work out but they're not as well-received as the original Avengers are, what the fuck is left to do other than reboot? Is this the first death knell for, for this franchise? Is it finally... Are we going to have to admit that Maybe making 30 movies sequentially means that somehow it will stop working. Because if you had looked at Phase 4 on just a piece of paper and said, right, these are options. Thor, Love and Thunder and Guardians 3 were the two ones you came out with, right, I can be pretty certain they're going to be great movies yeah. on the par with fucking Ragnarok, with like individual movies we've loved before, like fucking Winter Soldier and so on and so forth. And now it's like, well... We, we didn't dislike Thor, Love and Thunder, but it is hovering between a three and a four. Mm. It's not troubling a five in any way, shape or form. Is it Because yeah, Dimension Returns. These it's worrying, three, isn't it? You've either got to back new characters and hope they catch fire, or you've got to keep dragging it the old ones, knowing that it will just be less and less and less and less. Which, which when they've oh. backed interesting new characters, it's kind, it's worked. Moon yeah. was great. Guardians. Guardians, yeah. People I didn't even fucking know about. Yeah. It's a fucking raccoon in a tree running around and it fucking worked. Yeah. So... It's all the more confusing as to why they haven't just gone, right, okay, like, She-Hulk probably should have been a film. Yeah. And just be like, here's a She-Hulk film. Here's a Nova film. Yes. Here's... Like you said, we've had Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah. I think, worked better as a series. Yes. But I liked it. There's Moon Knight. Cool. And then start seeding the X-Men build and go to a team-up. That's what you should have done. Because the second an X-Men appears on screen, yes. it's starting and it's exciting again. But we are in this rudderless phase of just, let's just make some nice stories. Yeah, and having a lack of a big, of having a Thanos. Having a Thanos or big returning characters. Because <laughs> I feel like if you, because they haven't gone all in on Kang and seed him into everything and having been in the post-credit of basically every movie of like, right, this is what's coming. It's just been Loki. Mm. That is far too low-key a thing to just yeah. have your big bad reside entirely in a fucking Disney Plus series. Mm. Like, you have Galactus now. They're probably holding off until Fantastic Four to establish that and then have him fucking turn up. 
you've got Doom as well as the other candidate to be the next big bad. But like, you need something. Mm. You need a little pull through. That's like, or even just start making it blatantly obvious you're doing the Young Avengers because now yeah. we have a Thor. Yeah, like, true. Love can be the Thor representative on the team. We're only yeah. now missing really a Hulk to go in there. Pretty much. We've got we've a Cap's been seeded. We've got a new Hawkeye. We're going to have a new Ant Man by the time uh, the third one rolls around. We've got a new Black Well stature. We've got yeah. We're going to have we've got we've got we've got the 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 element. We're going to have Ruby Williams soon, so we're going to have the Iron Man stand in. Yep. If they're going to do Wonders Kids, we've got Wiccan and Speed to fucking bring into. Yep. Make that obvious. Make that the direction of travel. Pick something, <laughs> <laughs> anything. But instead, it chooses to have this franchise chooses to have just like all these little things that do not seem to be in any way fucking linked. And what they, what's what are the ten rings calling out to? I don't know. What are the what are they calling out to, Kevin? This is the thing. If that's the mystery, that's fine. But the thing is, if you're going to say right, we're not going to have an overarching thing for now because we've got a lot of reseeding to do. You've got to be nailing individual movies, and sure, we can only yeah. hand on heart say that right, Far From Home was great, <laughs> which in a sense was a conclusion to three separate Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Look at the amount of fucking cameos and yep. man shit you have to put in that to make that the really good one. Yep. And then everything else is like a three. <laughs> or, or, or worse, a fucking one in the case of Eternals. Like it, and even uh, though that feels like a bit much. They didn't have this, this... Their batting average was a lot better in one and two. Yeah. Where you could you could survive a dud movie. Like, you know, the first Doctor Strange was fine. Yeah. Like, you could survive that. You we, could... we weren't hot on Black Panther, but I would say that that was better than most of these yeah. movies. Oh, Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man was a nice surprise. It was yeah. that, it, that it worked despite the lack of egg of rights. But, still better than DC. So, <laughs> you see the Black Adam trailer? Yeah. Basically, the greatest hits of the MCU. <laughs> so we've got... Of the middling stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of Black Panther iconography. They've literally stolen the fucking Wakandan jet and yeah. he jumps out the door like fucking Black Panther. Yeah. Almost shot for shot fucking remake of that. Yeah. He punches a jet like Iron Man did. Fuck oh, me. <laughs> they really thrown their hands up and gone, Nope, you know what? We tried to be original. Didn't work. We're just going to copy Marvel now. Yeah, Fine. exactly. We're just going to copy Marvel, except when we're making a Joker sequel. Oh, I, oh, I, oh. I, I want that the least. Oh. <laughs> well, just kill me now. Fucking Lady Gaga is Harley <laughs> Quinn in and a it's musical. A musical. <laughs> Why? Ah, oh, oh, I didn't even like the first one. At least you've got that going for you. <laughs> it's fine. Sci-fi can come back. Yeah, it's about time. We've got Avatar: The Way of the Water. Maybe that's what's going to bring sci-fi back. It no. won't be. <laughs> no, it won't be. <laughs> All we have left are these big fucking bloated franchise movies, and somehow Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is the best one of those. <laughs> What fucking timeline have we fallen into? I don't know, Michael, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> My favourite film of this year so far, which it may well fucking stay there, I'm not going to name it, but it's a very, very low-budget movie, mm. just doing a lot of good things with its very, very low budget. Yeah. My number 10 favourite movie is a YouTube video. <laughs> it's a wide-open race, and that's good. Not necessarily great for uh, drafting things because they are <laughs> all over the fucking shop. Because this was one of mine, and yep. it's only got like a like a fifty to sixty range Hang on, on you, Metacritic. You, you got some Thunder. I did. You did. You did. I did. You took a. Uh... I had the Batman instead. You did. You did. So Which, I, uh... who would have thought? Who would have thought? I I look back on that review now, and I feel sorry for me. 
Because, like, at least the Batman had a fucking vision. At yeah. least it, it, it achieved something. You're not you wrong know. there. Um, I may actually put it in my top ten based on just how much better oh. it is in fucking comparison. At the time, I was like, hmm, not sure. We are two tentpole Marvel movies deep, and it is not even close no. to the quality of that film. I might need to recheck this, because I think I did this on opening weekend. But uh, this is currently the second worst of my f- six draft choices for Fallen Thunder at Ooh. 58%. Ouch. Let me take a look at my draft. considering that you know what the worst one was, because it was Jurassic World fucking Dominion. <laughs> that should tell you that Jackass Forever was rated higher than Fallen Thunder. Jesus Christ. You need to redraft something, don't you? I did. You did? Yeah, Spider-Verse was out, because it's next year now. So what you got now? I put in 3,000 Years of Longing, which is... Um, the fuck is that? It's ju- the director of Mad Max's new movie. Oh, yes, you did do yeah, that yeah. on the last episode, didn't you? I, I'm ba- I am banking that entirely based on Fury Road. Oh, and they're making the Furiosa prequel. I saw, yeah. yeah. Sweet. I'm, I'm excited. Good. I mean, it's a bad thing that I'm excited, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, let's not... <sighs> I'm I... sorry, I have still got the unbeatable Elden Ring there. But you've got Ragnarok. I've got God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Norse mythology might have fucked me over here. I'm just going <laughs> to swing back with Kratos. And then I've got Pokemon the week after. So uh, You're going to have to get through that game fucking quick. I have, I'm even more screwed if fucking Hogwarts Legacy comes out. Because I'm not going to be seeing my PS5. So yeah. <laughs> um, we shall see. No. Um, it, good. It's, an, it's a wide open year. There's no nailed on. There is every chance that Marvel, well, Star Wars definitely isn't going to win. There's no no. no, next one up is a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Time to start fucking panicking about that. Uh oh, we thought that was getting nailed on. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do the Empire. What's the Empire alarm noise? That's the noise that's playing in my head. Yeah, but Andor can still win TV. Although yeah, I don't see anything being better than fucking the triumvirate. I'm only halfway yeah. through the boys. The boys, peacemaker, Stranger Things. Stranger things yeah. I don't think I don't think Andal's going to have to really knock it out of the park to trouble that list. But uh, we shall see. All of that coming up on the end of the podcast in six months' time. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking big one when we finally catch it. Is. But when that does come out, Michael. Where can people hear about it? Well, they can go and hear about it on Found. Oh, God, I'm doing it backwards. I'm out of sync. I can do this. Don't worry. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the name Fowley&T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. You can find us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username Fowley&T or Fowley&T Podcast, depending on the social you're using. You can find it on FowleyAntertainment.com, along with many other things. But if you just want stuff from us, you can go to that, that might go in on Twitter and Instagram and at the Darren on Twitter. At Darren. The Guttridge. The Guttridge. I nearly said Dazza the G. It's because no. I said it earlier. Uh, <laughs> the Dazza thing uh, <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter as well. So, coming up in the immediate future. So, obviously, we've got this big glut of TV shows that it's just taking us some time is, to get through. It is taking time. And there is a lot of movies coming out at the moment. So, like, Bullet Train is on its way. That's in, like, two weeks. Yeah, um, The Grey Man is on its way. That's the Russo Brothers' new movie. Is it the Russos? I think it's the Russos. It might be. The Russos. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's got great uh, things. Great reviews. Really? That's surprising. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope is on its way as well. That is getting some traction. It is. Also, Daniel Kaluuya is not returning for... Um, yeah, I saw. <laughs> Panther. There's a lot of people not returning for shit. Um, Elvis is out. 
we still need to do Elvis. Mm-hmm. The black phone is out. I've seen Elvis. You've seen Elvis. I really fucking liked Elvis. Oh, I was going to save it for the end of year thing. Oh man! And then come I in. Need to, I've got to go and watch Elvis. I should be seeing oh, it in the next oh. couple of days. I don't know if you're going to like it because it's Baz Luhrmann. It's Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, I really yeah. liked it. Plenty of things coming up in the near future. We will get back and update Comic Con news as well. Yep. Should be coming up ahead of that. I think a bi- I feel like a big Pokemon trailer is going to come out soon. Whenever they drop that, we're going to have to the leaks are coming down like fucking thunderous rain. <laughs> so they need, they need to they need to get their asses into gear. So uh, all that and more coming up very soon on FailingSamey.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.